Hey, Hector. Yo. Yeah, boy. I brought out a full uh, pot of coffee for this one. We uh, two weeks behind. You know, we had Thanksgiving last week, so I uh, brewed myself a full pot, brought it downstairs. I just had myself a bowl of Frosted Flakes with some bananas. If people don't know about that, you're missing out. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Breaking Down the Tape. I am Papa Smurf. And I guess we're back to work. I said what I said. Yo, ain't that the truth. So last week, guys, obviously we didn't have an episode. It was Thanksgiving. We hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Ate some good seasoned turkey, not that unseasoned shit, and uh, did not have raisins in your mac and cheese. So that's what we hope for you and your family. And uh, their mac and cheese. I don't know. White people, bro. And I get to say that. You guys can't come after me. I am white people. I get to shit on white people because it is me. I am them. But I don't put raisins in my mac and cheese. You know what's one thing I never liked in mac and I mean, um, on Thanksgiving is the, uh, the the green bee casserole. Nah, I never fucked with that either. I never understood why the fuck people made that. It looks like you just shat out. Like, you know how you shit out corn? And, mm-hmm. it, and I'm just like, yo, I chewed that up, though. How does it come <laughs> back out? So that's what it looks like. Like, you just shout out the green beans. Yeah, I don't really fuck with casseroles, like, at all. I mean, there's one kind of casserole that I fuck with. But other than that, there's, like, I don't really fuck with casseroles. They're weird. Some of them, like, the corn ones are kind of, like, in that gelatinous, like, milky mixture. And it's just... It's off-putting, and it's always bland. And, like, you could put those little Funyuns on top as much as you fucking want. It's not going to do anything. It's not like, come on, I just yeah, I'll keep the fucking Funyuns. You're I'll trying to master taste of the ugly looking <laughs> fucking casserole. Right. Well, I'm a, So I, I get to talk about this, right, because I'm a fat piece of shit, right? So I have the authority on food here. If I have to go out of my way to season your fucking food, even with Funyuns, your shit's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> You should cook it good in the first place. I shouldn't have to be like, don't cook oh. it at all. Right, exactly. I shouldn't have to go into the spice cabinet to make your food to- taste good. You should have done that shit from the rip. So, anyway, we hope you guys had a Thanksgiving, a good Thanksgiving. Um, what did you do for Thanksgiving, by the way? Oh, the usual. I went to Christie's family. Uh, oh, there you everybody, go. everybody brought a, a a dish. Um, I had myself some panin. Rice, okay. mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. There you go. Sweet potato, some flan. So, oh, see, man, I'm coming over to your house. So the reason that I ask and the reason that I'm salty about food, um, and I don't care. My mother can listen to this. My mother, as of the last couple of years, has taken to ordering the food pre-cooked from ShopRite. Damn. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it there and let you use your fucking imaginations on that one. I'm just going to just drop that one right there. I get it. It's easy. You don't have to wake up at four in the morning, do all this stuff. But yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so this week, <laughs> we have week 12 in the NFL. We obviously had some Thanksgiving football. Um, just 
before we get into the other stuff, you know, we have around the world of sports with Hector, um, you know, but the NFL is just a really weird fucking place. I just want to say that I've been saying that a lot lately. The NFL is fucking weird. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but I, like I said, Hector is going to take us around the world of sports. We'll have some trivia. I'll contemplate how weird the NFL is. So, Hector, do y'all thank you, thank well, 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 guys. So this is crazy because we're doing a mashup of two, pretty much two weeks of us um, missing out on, you know, well, us jammering our fucking lips to you guys. Uh, so I'm going to try to mash in some two weeks of uh, of just fucking key things that's been happening around. Um, shooting on over to the boxing world real quick. If anybody was watching um, some of the fights that went on, uh, there was a Cambosos and Lopez fight. Um, which ended up being um, a stun. Uh, Lopez lost. Um, and then there was the uh, Porter and Crawford fight. Sean Porter and Terrence Crawford. Um, Porter ended up retiring right after he took the loss to Crawford. Um, it was Porter's father, actually, who on the second knockdown, I think in the 10th round, jumped up and threw the white flag in. I saw that. I saw that. And I saw a lot of people get all up in arms over that shit. Now, I've said it a thousand times. I'm not a boxing guy, but I feel like that was the right thing. I mean, because dude's a warrior, right? Like, you don't get into boxing because you're some pussy and you don't want to get hit. Homeboy's a warrior, and he's going to go out there and die in the ring if that's what it takes. You've got to protect your home, your son. You're not only like your your athlete, but your son. You got to go out there and protect them from, from themselves. So I don't know why people are all mad about it. I agree with it. And that's and that's a key thing you just said right there. One, as as athletes, as men, um, you're in that ring. You don't want to stop the fight. You want to keep going. Porter acted the way anybody would act. Like, nah, we got this. But you said it. it it's. Not only his trainer, it's his father. His father, who lives across the street from him, trains him since little. Like, that's his trainer. Um, and he's flat out said it. He said, we didn't train the way we were supposed to train, and I'm supposed to protect him. And why let him stay out there and let Terrence Crawford finish the job? Yeah. Like, nah, it's, it's, it's done. Call it now. Right. Right. I mean, because who knows? I mean, maybe some ridiculous comeback could have happened, but these are traumatic brain injuries that we're talking about. Every punch to the head is a traumatic brain injury. Like, let's just call boxing for what it is. And I'm not trying to shit on the sport of boxing. It's a great sport if that's what you want to do with your life. You know, but it's it's each hit is a traumatic fucking brain injury. And there's only I mean, when I saw the, the clip of it, him standing up, the lights were on, but nobody was home like homeboy was barely in like survival mode so i i like i said i agree with paul yeah no uh, and, and like like i said like terrence crawford he already had two knockdowns on him and you you already see like you, you for, foreshadow look right, at you're future. not winning look at the future what's gonna happen he's gonna he's gonna connect he's gonna he's gonna put him out he's gonna scramble your shit um and then the last fight, there was a Canelo Alvarez plant fight. Ended up being a great matchup. Um, went, I think, all the way to like the 10th or 12th round. And Canelo does what Canelo does. And he just connected. And and I think he dropped plant twice in that round, which ended it. Okay. Unified. All four titles in, um, in his weight class. Good for him. Canelo's a monster, bro. 
I mean, they're trying to see what's his next fight going to be. Is it going to be like uh, GGG? Right. Uh, but GGG's getting old. I don't I don't know if uh, if it's going to happen. It has to happen soon. Yeah, that's definitely a young man sport. Going over to the NHL. We got to give some shine because we don't I don't know Diggly squat much about the NHL. I'm trying to learn some shit. What about the Rangers? What about the Rangers? What is happening? There's another win. Bro, they ain't playing. And they're not they're they're not playing like scrub teams. You know what I mean? Like they're out here playing really good hockey. You know, and I've only been able to catch highlights. I haven't been able to catch a game yet. But they're out, like I said, they're just playing good hockey. You know, it's tough, it's gritty, it's New York. Uh, the bread man, I'm in love with the bread man, Lafreniere. I mean, just good hockey, bro. Good hockey. I love to see it. That La, La from that was the the number one draft pick, right? Lafreniere, yeah, yeah. I saw he got into a brawl the other day. He he didn't like it. Yeah, you know, know body checking some dude. Yeah, they uh, them new kids. That's why they went out and got some muscle over the off season because that was their issue last year. Is they were like a speed and finesse team. We've talked about you know like team DNAs before. Speed and finesse just ain't New York style. I don't give a shit what fucking sport it is. Speed and finesse just ain't our thing. We are. A, I'm gonna punch you in the mouth now. Kind of fucking state. So that's what the Rangers went out and did. And said, all right, we'll get our speed and finesse guys. Right. You know, we'll get our guys who can score as goals and get into o three on three overtimes and do the thing. But we're also going to go out there and get Reeves. And we're going to go out there and get guys that are just going to punch you in the fucking mouth. Uh, it's been working. It's been yeah. working. I, I mean, I, th- I do they play tonight? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Tonight, but damn, they've been rocking. They've had a lot of, and I've noticed though, I've, I've noticed they've had <gasps> a lot of postponed games. COVID, man. COVID is so hard and hot. Well, it's so hard in hockey, but hockey can deal with it the best, much like basketball. You know what I mean? Because the games are so often and are so fluid that you can postpone this game and move it there and do this without really fucking up too much of the schedule. So that's that's just kind of what's going on. Yeah, but to post it still fucks up the gameplay and the flow of the game. No, I definitely I definitely agree that it fucks it up to an extent, but hockey and basketball have the most you know what I mean? Like fluidity with that as opposed to like baseball where you play series or football where it's once a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of situation. So. Chewing over to baseball, it's been a free agent frenzy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what the hell has been going on, but the Mets have been have been just cash. Spending $100 bills, y'all. Cash. They just signed uh Max Scherzer, three years, 130 mil at 37 years old. Parents, parents, when you have children, get them into baseball. Fuck football. Get your children into baseball. (laughs) But they're losing Javi Baez. True that. They're losing Javi Baez. Javi Baez is about to sign a $140 million deal, I think six years with the Tigers. Um, Corey Seager. Just left MVP, fucking MVP of the dot uh, uh, of uh, former MVP, I think, of the Dodgers. Leaves and goes on to the the Rangers have been spending bread. Mm-hmm. Fucking Rangers, the Rangers just spent over five hundred million dollars on two guys in their infield. 
So I'm not going to lie every time because I work a lot. So every time like a notification comes up for the Rangers, you know, from Bleacher Report, ESPN, whatever, signing whoever, I'm like, oh, who did the New York Rangers sign? Because the Texas Rangers have just drifted from my frontal fucking lobe here because it's the fucking Texas Rangers. So I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound like a hockey name. And then I look at it closer. I was like, oh, yeah, no. okay, the Texas Rangers are out here spending bread. Yeah. Fucking I'm actually going to. I just had their fucking, uh, it was uh, Corey Seager and um, Simeon. They signed uh, uh, Simeon, Marcus Simeon from uh, Toronto, seven years, 175 mil, and then went out and got pitcher John Gray for four years, 56. They're just spending bread. Tired of watching the Yankees and the Red Sox, man. Yeah, I, I, I right now the Yankees just, um, they let Corey Kluber walk. Corey Kluber ended up signing with the the Rays. I saw that. I'm undecided on that. I can go either way. I'm I'm not like hyper emotionally invested in that one. I'm. But I'm, you're not. You know, I, I've seen a lot of people are kind of shocked that the Yanks aren't spending big money at their shortstop position. You know, a lot of these big free agent shortstops are making big money contracts, or or at least talking big money contracts. The Yanks really haven't addressed that. And I'm a little surprised at people being surprised. Look at the greatest Yankee shortstop of all time. It wasn't a money thing. We just, we got a good farm system. I don't know why we're tripping. Our farm system has been decent as of late, but we do got a lot of farm guys. Now, I know the Yankees, they already said they're willing to go out and spend a lot of money. I think there's, remember, this is just the start of free agency. True that. True I know that. they're sitting back because they're trying to get Carlos Correa on a big deal. But Carlos Correa might still also stay with Houston and or even go to Detroit. I don't know how I feel about Carlos Correa in the Yankees uniform. Since the Tigers just signed Baez, who's a shortstop, but was playing uh, – I think he was playing second on the Mets. I think so. Yes, if I remember correctly. Um. Since the Tigers just signed him, that means Carlos Correa might either stay with Houston unless the Yankees go out and spend top dollar for him. Right. And then last and final, we got our NBA. It's been a ball-out season right now. Steph Curry showing MVP peak form. Dude, I just watched a clip the other day. It was TikTok, but it was like a minute-long clip. He's not real. You can't tell me that Steph Curry is a real person doing real things. Like, if you ever wanted proof that we live in a simulation, just watch Steph Curry play basketball. That's NBA 2K shit. <laughs> like, that's that's not – it's not real. This is not He's real already, life. Physics don't apply to him. It doesn't matter. He's already surpassed Ray Allen on the most three-pointers of all time list. He's going to shatter that or complete – like, he's just completely passed. Ain't nobody going to catch him for I don't know how long. He fuck the okay. So when they went on that four year run in the three titles, mm-hmm. they started in 14. Four, uh, they were 18 and two when they or, or 18 and three when they started that season. They were 20 and oh the next season when they won those 73 games in the yeah, first yeah. 20 games. In 17, I think they went 17 and three. And in 18, I think they went 18 and three. Like this is another run where they're, I think right now they're 18 and three. Where they got this hot start in the first twenty games and they ended up in the finals. Yeah, I, I mean, now I don't know about the longevity of it because it feels like it's only Steph Curry doing it right now. Clay Thompson's um, coming back. 
Uh, true that. True he's ready. That. To, he's ready to go. They just haven't told him. To, he hasn't gotten on the court yet. He's and, and I mean, keep him, keep him out as long as possible. You know what I mean? Load manage. If Curry wants to go out here and just, I mean, be stupid, be stupid in the best kind of way. I, and not again, it's not meant as an insult to Steph Curry, but watching him play basketball is just a spit in the face of physics. <laughs> like it's, it's dumb, but he's so goddamn good, man. Oh yeah, Steph Curry is easily the front runner for MVP right now. For sure. I don't for think sure. there's anyone even close. For sure. I want to ask you a question I meant to. I saw this headline the other day. Talk to me about Kemba Walker being benched. Oh, yeah. He started off pretty good uh, and decent during the start of the season. He's been playing just so shitty as of late. We're getting outscored on the offensive and defensive side of the ball um, when he's on the court. And when he's off per 100 possessions. And when he's off the court, we're outscoring by like 10 or 11 per 100 possessions. I hate to hide behind analytics, but I mean, there's no, that's pretty fucking indicative right Right there. Alec Burke has been shooting the lights out. So they're putting him into starting rotation. Kemba Walker's out, like out. He's not even coming off the bench. They said, go fix your shit and we'll re we'll come back to the situation. Jesus. Derek Rose is about to come back from his ankle injury. So that puts him in a higher, you know, key role position. Mind you, that gives quickly Emmanuel quickly more time on the court. Right. Right. And, I mean, they've still been playing well, even with Kemba Walker's issues out there. I mean, they're, I'm still rocking the Knicks and Six, man. I know we ain't going to hop off of that. Knicks and Six! Knicks and Six, baby. Like Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick! <laughs> I'm Knicks and Six! <laughs> Let me get Knicks and Six socks. Yes! Custom-made <gasps> merch. <laughs> merch Lincoln Bio. Damn it! <laughs> Uh, the Phoenix Suns have been on a hot streak too. I think they won 16 in a row. No shit. After starting, I think one and three, they've won like 16 in a row. They're on a fucking killer streak. Um, they've just beat the Knicks the other night. Pretty good game. Okay. And um, I know the Nuggets Porter Jr. He was so this kid Porter Jr. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. He he came into the draft a few years ago. With a back surgery. Like, he missed the whole college season because of a back surgery and still got drafted 15th overall. That's an investment, man. That's an investment by the Nuggets, right? I wouldn't even have touched that kid. Yeah, that shit's scary. Well, now he's out of the season again and going under another back surgery. Mm. And out indefinitely after he just signed a five-year, 172 uh, max contract, million-dollar deal. Hmm. And he's getting mm-hmm. a second. I, and he's twenty three, getting a second back surgery. Not, this kid shouldn't. I, I never should have touched him. Yeah, that's that's money lost. I mean, obviously, you feel bad for the kid. You don't want anyone to have those kind of injuries. But man, what a poor fucking investment by the Nuggets. Yeah, that's. Uh, I I don't like. I said, people people were telling me, oh, you know, he had high. Ceiling high risk, and I'm like, why the hell would you go for high ceiling high risk? Right, right. That does not seem like something I would want to do. Yeah. To end it off with around the world of sports and basketball, I just want to state it one more time: the Knicks are second in their division, only three games behind Brooklyn. That means there's two New York teams on top, and one of them is fucking Brooklyn. <laughs> that was probably the greatest summer I've ever heard. Brooklyn and the Nets are one and two. That means there's two New York teams, and one of them is 
fucking Brooklyn. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn's number one, 14 and six. The Knicks are sitting, sitting at the seventh spot right now. They're playing, they're in that play-in tournament. Right. With, and they're battling it out with Philly, Cleveland, and Atlanta all within a half a game. And Boston all within a half a game. It's still early. It's still early. Hopefully. Oh, and I just want to let you guys know, this is my first time playing fucking fantasy basketball. I'm five and one. Hey, and I'm playing. Go. I'm playing Jonah. I'm playing Jonah, who's also mm-hmm. five and one. And we're having a really good matchup right now. I'm winning right now. There you go. There you go. Doing better than me. It's my first time playing fantasy hockey, and I'm two and three. I'm on a two game win streak, but I'm getting washed right now. This set your daily lineup shit, bro. Oh, dude, I, I I do all my waiver shit in the morning, four a.m. I got it. I got. It's one of the things I got to do. I've got too much to do merch. That's I got too much shit to do merch. It's got to come out, man, because that is that's my shit. I got too much shit to do to be paying attention like that. But anyway, we'll wrap this up. You got anything else for me? No, I'm going to smoke this bowl. Breaking down the tape would like to remind its fans to please drink responsibly and do not forget that the trivia question will be up on our social medias. So feel free to answer there or write into us at breakingdownthetape at yahoo.com. And we're back with our sponsored trivia section of the week. Trivia sponsored by Aviation American Gin. You know, if I was a little bit better at my job, I would actually bring my bottle down, but I suck at my job. So the point being is, yes, it is sponsored by Aviation American Gin. You need to go get you some. That's boom. There you go. Anyway, I'm working on my 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 Kobe voice. That was actually pretty good. My theater voice. That was actually pretty good. I like it. I like it. We'll have to uh, we'll have to record it. And then I'll just get like a, a sound thing, a sound machine or whatever they're fucking called, because I'm great with technology. And just hit that every time we want to do a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's been two weeks. So in case you do not remember, who holds the NFL rookie? Who holds the NFL record for most passing yards by a rookie? That was the question two weeks ago. As per usual, we got to give some shout outs. This one, I feel like got a little too easy because a lot of people got it right. So we'll start off over on Instagram and collectively underscore underscore incredible went with we think it's Andrew Luck. Well, it is Andrew Luck. Our origin sports woof origin source memes went with the same thing. They went with a whole convoluted thing, but in the end went with Andrew Luck. (laughs) I'm not reading your whole fucking Bible. Yeah, it's not really that big. It just explained their thought process. But as you can tell, I clearly can't fucking speak this morning and keep tripping over my words. So instead of butchering everything that they said, they won and they went with Andrew Luck. (laughs) Then on Facebook, buddy Kyle Nielsen, who you'll get to meet on Sunday because he's coming to the game, went with Andrew Luck. Joe Maldonado, Andrew Luck. Um, nah, he my, searched it. <laughs> he said, this one, I mean, he's got some backup. He my Aunt Crystal it. went with Cam Newton as her first guess, and then Andrew Luck, so she gets the L because she went with Cam Newton first. And then uh, our boy Jimmy Pibbs, <laughs> this is an inside joke between me and him, he went with Ryan Leaf. Um, <laughs> he did this series on TikTok 
where he would, you know, have you guess the player and he would give you three hints. And I just got ignorant. And on every post, no matter if it was that or not, I would just comment Ryan Leaf. So he's bringing that back so he can now expect Ryan Leaf to be on every one of his posts. And then uh, a friend of mine's mom, Joni, went with Dan Marino. Isn't a bad guess, but not right. So there you go. There's our shout outs. It was Andrew Luck. I think you went with Luck. No, I think I got it wrong. I think I went with... uh... What did I say? I didn't. I don't think it was. I don't. I, I think I was wrong. I didn't pick luck. Damn! This was your opportunity to just take the victory and walk away. No one had to know. No, no I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm a man of my. I'm a good man. I'm a good, honest man. Honest man commitment. Honest <laughs> commitment. <laughs> See the Marine Corps. This is breaking down the tape. We have no commitment. Right. We have That's no honor and courage. <laughs> I mean, we have the courage to drink and. I mean, honor not so much. We're kind of assholes. Anywho, this week, which player with a defensive-sounding name was picked fifth overall in the 2002 NFL Draft by San Diego? So because that one's a little specific, I will be giving the options. Reggie Corner, Quentin Jammer, Bruiser Kennard, or John Sack? John Cena! So, again, which player out of those uh, those options with a defensive-sounding name was picked fifth overall in 2002 by San Diego, uh, which, for all of you young guns, uh, was where the Chargers were at the time? So, Reggie Corner, Quentin Jammer, Bruiser Kennard, or John Sack? Thank you to all of our fans listening to this point. Breaking Down the Tape would like to remind you to please like, follow, and share us on all of our social medias and subscribe where you get your podcasts. Again, that is YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, SportsMe, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please like, follow, share, and thank you to the fans. And now to the meat and potatoes and best part of the podcast. Thanksgiving! (laughs) <laughs> you know what fair enough i should the meat and potatoes should have been like uh yeah my bad that's uh, that was a nice setup i appreciate you <laughs> so we're gonna skip over week 11 you guys can always go back and look at espn if you want to check out those scores because there's a lot that went on this week in week 12 of the nfl so i just kind of want to hop on to it we'll start with the thanksgiving games chicago took on the lions and won 16 to 14 that should end that game did you tie did you yeah right did you happen to watch that game or were you would you were you busy you know chilling with family and shit no no no. i was i was watching that game by then um i started watching it here at home and then i probably missed um parts i, I missed parts of the third because we were driving over to melissa's house you didn't miss shit yeah no i turned on over there i'm like the, honestly Sh- chicago's a bunch of pussies they are so bad offensively that they could not get a touchdown. So for almost four minutes, no, it was like two and a half minutes. They just knelt the ball. Yeah. They just ran out the clock and went for a field goal. This game was 
I mean, this game in every aspect was the worst example of football, right? From the aspect of like officiating, there was flags. I felt like on every fucking play, the game was so slow. These teams are so awful. And I, I, you know, everyone who's like, oh, well, Jared Goff is a number one overall pick. Do you watch his games? He is bad. Like, oh, yeah, I get it. He threw two touchdowns. He had a a, a 171. He only missed four passes. They did lose Swift in the game. Yeah. Yeah, that sucked. They lost him early, too. You know, but this was just, it was just bad football. Like, the stats aren't ungodly one way or the other, you know, but it, it, just eye testing, man. Ah, that was just, I would have literally rather to have done ev- anything else than watch that game. Like, I had to interact with family. That game was so bad. How bad that has to be for me to not watch football and interact with family. Like, that shit was awful. Anyway, moving on to brighter topics. The Raiders beat out the Dallas Cowboys 36-33 to in overtime. Better game. Better game. Yes, much better game. Way better game to follow up. Took it to overtime, you know. And overall, I would have to say I think the Cowboys lost this more than the Raiders won it. Not yeah, that the Raiders did shit. But I just feel like gameplay wise, the Cowboys didn't capitalize on the opportunities like they should have. And uh, and you got to give them slight benefit of the doubt. They were out Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, True that. two or three defensive guys, and they still managed to take it to OT and lose by three. Yeah, and they still had two 100 yards pass 100 yard pass catchers, each of them with over 40 yards um, as their longest catch. Dak had a good game, almost 400 yards with two touchdowns, but it was their run game that let them down. And honestly, I've been saying it for a while, and I've been getting roasted for a while. Ezekiel Elliott is not elite, and we need to stop with this fucking narrative that he is. Tony Pollard has, can, and will easily replace Ezekiel Elliott in this game alone. He had 36 yards to Zeke's 25. There is nothing Zeke can do that Pollard can't do the same, if not better. I do think Pollard excels because of it. He can't do it by himself. He's going to need another back with him. For, you know, and I can agree with that. I can definitely agree that Pollard is more of a tandem back. But I'll take two blue chips like Pollard over one fucking Ezekiel Elliott every day of the week. You know what I mean? I, I mean, shoved I've never him, shoved, What? You know what? I'll give you this. Give me Tony Pollard and DeErnest Johnson over Zeke every day as my backfield. Every day, twice on Sundays. Oof. I don't know about all that, DeErnest Johnson. Yeah. No, I, I'm sorry. I'm a Zeke hater. If you I just, said give me Hunt and Pollard, I'd be like, all right. Right. Well, I didn't want to make it two stacks, but no, I, I very much believe in what I said. I said what I said. You know, I, I just Zeke isn't the guy for me. Yeah, no, I, I never was, and it's and I mean Dallas is becoming a pass a pass game, like there's just oh. full pass off. Like their whole offense is built off of Deck Prescott. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, look how who they have on the outside. Like you said, they have Cooper, they have uh, Ceedee Lamb generally, who they were out this game. Um, this guy Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson is stepping up, man. He's he's quietly a good receiver that if they don't want to pay him in the future, that they can move for some some good pieces. And they still you got know. Gallup. Yep, still got Gallup. You know, but I mean the Raiders played good, solid football. 
nothing really jumped out to me. I mean, Josh Jacobs, 87 yards, okay. Derek Carr, you know, had a similar game to Dak Prescott. His receivers had a similar game uh, to each other on either side. Apparently, I had a fire alarm go on. I didn't know if that was me or you. I was like, (laughs) I think my wife's trying to cook eggs. Save us. Uh, but yeah, no. For me, for me, the Raiders. Uh, okay, they got to win. I'm not concerned for the Cowboys. I'm not too concerned for the Cowboys once they get healthy. The Raiders, though, this this isn't just feed them. This is gonna feed them. They 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 got Deshaun John uh, Jackson. True that. Who who three catches for one or two? He can still burn. Oh yeah, Waller, he's definitely- Waller has been having. Waller tech to Waller's a good another big guy who's just been off the last couple games, but once he gets back to his right self, yeah. But I I just feel like there's too much competition in the AFC for the Raiders to really make a push. I thought it could be a wild card spot. Fair, but do you really think they'll make it past the wild card? I didn't say all that. I said they could make it. <laughs> a wild card spot. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, they, you know, they continue to surprise you. Think, like I think I said two weeks ago, you'd think if your head coach gets fired that you guys would just, like, lose every game from here on forward. Even if they lose, they're competing. So, I mean, well, you got to give them credit there. Half the team liked Gruden, half the team didn't. So, it's like, who gives a fuck? People lose their head coaches all the time. you got to still go out there and play. True that. What, True what that. makes Gruden so fucking different? You know what? They paid him ten million dollars over ten. No, a hundred million dollars over ten years. You'd think he would be different. They took all that money back too. Yeah. Yep. And well, I mean, given those circumstances, <clears throat> but the fact that his team is playing the same, if not better, without him, goes to show that maybe Gruden really didn't have all the special sauce that the Raiders wanted him to. Maybe, maybe the head coach that is uh, the interim now was giving him all the the inside scoops. Yeah, fucking apparently. <laughs> Moving over to Buffalo, they just fucking mollywopped the shit out of the Saints, man. Thirty-one to six. This that this was a football game. That I was- mean, you even had Josh Allen throwing two interceptions, and it just didn't fucking matter. I mean, I it I don't know what happened offensively for the Saints. It was just like really. Like, Simeon had no fucking shot. He was getting mauled. Seaman. Seaman. Yeah, we're staying with Seaman for him. Yeah, he just, I mean, he just didn't do shit. There's no stat on here that jumps off the page. I obviously watched the game a little bit. um, And it just, it was the Bills playing Bills football. You know, I mean, the Saints without a competent quarterback. You know, you have uh, Michael Thomas out for the year. Uh, Alvin Kamara was out for the game. Uh, you have you're on your third string quarterback at this point. There's rumors that Taysom Hill is going to take over. Like it's gotten bad down there, Nola. I heard just a little thing. Uh, uh, a lot of people talk about Russell Wilson wanting, you know, possibly leaving Seattle. What about him going to the Saints? I think that would be interesting. I don't know. I don't know if he'll ever actually pull the trigger and leave Seattle. He just seems too loyal. But if he does actually do that, I I think the Saints would be smart to make a push for him, especially if Michael Thomas comes back healthy next year. Alvin Kamara, you have, you know, the legs on Russell Wilson that always make him a threat. 
I think that becomes an instantly dangerous team. With Even Taysen Hill? Make, what? With Taysen Hill? Can you imagine like a wildcat out of that? Like you just want, you line up uh, Russell Wilson in shotgun, Taysom Hill to his right, Alvin Kamara to his left, and then Michael Thomas on the outside. That's just, uh, I was going to say Jimmy Graham, but he's not there anymore. Uh, that's just a dumb ass fucking formation. But no, I, uh, I I think that would be a good place for him to go. Uh, as far as like Saints fans are concerned, you're five and six right now. I would be worried. Yeah, I would, I would, they're, start, they're, I would be alarmed. They need to make a move for. Uh, I don't know what move, but they need to make a move. Yeah, yeah. I would start. I would start ringing the bells over there and uh, down there in Louisiana because it's not, it's not good, and it doesn't look like it's going to be getting better. Now, Hill, Hill's still out. I think he was out with an injury, and then they kept him as backup. Like, I don't know how well his injury healed, but I think they were keeping him as the backup quarterback since they're already on their third fucking string. Um, but I think I think they're going to be making a switch this week. No, they need to. Yeah, they need, they need to fucking do something. But we've got uh, – then we'll move on. We got oh, the yeah, Bengals. They need to move – they need to do that quick too because they play Cowboys this Thursday. Yep, yep, we'll be live for that with Maddie Daddy. But yeah, no, I think I think just as a quick prediction that the Cowboys are going to beat the shit out of them by 30. Like I don't know what the fucking money line for that game is, but I'll take plus 30 <laughs> easily. Saints are winning. If the Saints win, the Cowboys should start sounding the alarms. If the Saints fucking win, Dallas fans should start fucking sounding alarms. Seaman's going to go off for like a record 700 passing yards. That's something I break a record and have 700 receiving yards. That's some shit that would happen against the fucking Cowboys. That really is. Like Dak Prescott like throws six interceptions. Kamara gets another 10 touchdowns. And we'll talk about that in fantasy. He can do that next week. I'm not playing Christy. <laughs> so I don't give a fuck what he does next week. But anyway, the Bengals, man. The Bengals are just taking over the AFC North. They just put the beats on the fucking Steelers 41 to 10. Mm. Joe Joe fucking Mixon, career yeah. 165. I'm going to have to eat my L on Joe Mixon because I was I was hating on Joe Mixon truthers. I was hating on Joe Mixon himself. I'm He's a, been a top I'm five running back all season. Yeah, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a hold on to that L. Nice and nice and firm. That's me. Carl doing what he's supposed to do, stay accurate. Not a lot of yards this time, but. Yeah, when Joe Mixon gets 165 yards on the ground, you don't really have to throw the ball around. You know what I mean? You got Higgins with 114. That drops down. Jamar Chase didn't even have 40 yards. Yeah, that's shocking. Jamar Chase, he only had three targets, too. Can you imagine? Like, the Bengals beat the shit out of the fucking Steelers by plus 30, and Jamar Chase and fucking Joe Burrow were nominal in this game at best. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) <laughs> like Jesus Christ, Pittsburgh. And I'm sorry, all you guys, uh, not you, but all the people out there who are saying, ah, you, I can't believe you hated on Ben Roethlisberger. He had an average season last year. Look at his stats. Blah, 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 blah. It's not about the stats, man. Look at yeah. Ben Roethlisberger this year. I mean, he's 24, 41, 263, which isn't like horrible, but isn't great. Right. Um, no run game. None. I mean, Johnson and Claypool, I mean, yeah, they're going to get their yards, but. Yeah, I mean, he fucking threw two interceptions. He fumbled the ball twice. He was lucky to recover the one. 
But I, I mean, you you're Ben Roethlisberger. You shouldn't be playing like this. He needs. He should have retired, and the the Steelers should have prepared better for the future. Yeah, they well. They didn't know what was gonna. I'll say it like this: Pittsburgh, they weren't confident with their backups now, so they why not have Ben for one more season and try to draft someone next year? Because Ben's gonna win you enough games to not get you the number one overall pick. <laughs> I mean, you don't necessarily need the number one overall pick. True that. True that. I'd rather put my stock in fucking Dwayne Haskins than I would. I'd rather fucking Duck Hodges or Mason Rudolph or whatever fucking quarterback. Nah, I don't like Hodges, Hodges or Rudolph. They're fucking garbage. They are fucking garbage, but Ben's doing any better? Ben just tied with the fucking Browns and then come out, or Browns, tied with the winless Lions and then come out here and fucking get shellacked by the fucking Bengals. Like that, Ben's not the guy. It's just not. I mean, I've always said it, and I've stated it. This is his last year. They're just doing it because what was your best option? Throwing Mason Rudolph? Like, I would go out and play quarterback myself, goddammit. <laughs> I, I keep saying it. I thought Dwayne Haskins would be great to just throw out there, but. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, just Ben. Ben isn't the dude. Uh, but And I can say that till kingdom comes. So switch it over to the dude. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, 31, uh, 38 over the Colts, 31. Buccaneers improved to eight and three, and the Colts improved or dropped to six and six. Damn, man. I thought the Colts had that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fucking Tom Brady. You can't give him time. You can't let him be down and then just say, oh, you know, that's enough points. We're just going to take our foot off the gas and let Tom Brady do whatever. You have to keep putting him down. Wentz had a pretty good game. 306 yards. Two intos, but the defense is it, on, on the Bucks is going to do that to you. Oh, 100%. And they even shut down. running the fucking ball. They let Jonathan Taylor run the ball late in the fucking game. Right. Right. Well, they're just trying to run out the clock, but they need to stick with what got them to the point of where they are. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, 16 carries, 83 yards, one touchdown. And like you said, a large portion of that coming at the end of the game to try and run out the clock. That's not a stat line that you can get out of Jonathan Taylor and win. You need a minimum of 100 yards. I'll even push it and say you need a minimum of 120 he, out of Jonathan Taylor. On that last drive, he got 54 yards and he has right. 82 yards for the game. Like, why right. are you feeding him the ball late? He should have easily had tw- tw- 25 carries, and he right. probably would have got you about 130. Right. Now, I get it. The Bucks defense, especially up front, Namikinsu and Vita Vea, you know, that's a big front line, and that's hard to get past. But this is what's been winning you. You can't let <laughs> Carson Wentz win you the game on his arm. Clearly, he can't. I mean, he has an average, not an average, he has a good stat line, I guess, 306 yards, three touchdowns, but two interceptions, man. You can't turn the ball over against a team like the Bucks. You can't give Brady extra shots. He targeted Michael Pittman Jr. 10 times. Michael Pittman only ended up with four catches for 53 yards. Mm-hmm. So either mm-hmm. you got shut down or you was dropping passes. Yep, yep. We've got on the opposite side of the ball as far as receiving, we've got return of the Gronk. Man, Brady and Gronk, seven catches, 123 yards, no touchdowns out of it. But, I mean, when you're going to get chunks like that on every fucking play, 
And not gonna lie, for old times' sake, and since it wasn't against the Jets, it was nice to see Gronk back like that. <laughs> and Leonard Fournette just had himself a fucking game. That yeah, last man. run. Talk about a resurgence, man. Talk about a resurgence out of Leonard Fournette. Career I really high four touchdowns. What'd you say? Career high four touchdowns. Yeah, man. I really thought Rojo was gonna be the guy, you know, for the for the Buccaneers. Thought Ronald Jones was gonna bring that team and be the running back for that team. But I mean, like you said, you got Leonard Fournette coming out here running three and what catching another one. So that's average six yards a carry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm 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 Rojo, Rojo had his fair share of chances early on in the season where they were splitting a lot of the time. It was literally who did better and who we're running with. That's it. Yeah, I mean, the, that's the way to be, though. It's gotten them pretty far, and I said it before, and I'll say it again. I think the Bucks go back-to-back. Back. Just do. Speaking of returns, man, Cam Newton. Cam Newton can't keep pulling off good returns. Cam Panthers call 10-33 to the Dolphins. Cam mm. is not back. Is Cam not is back. not back. And shout out to John from Jackton Can. PJ Walker took some snaps at quarterback for the Panthers. Went out there with five for 10, 87 yards, and one interception. Compared but Cam didn't do much five better, five for 21. Say again? That's like compared to Newton's five for 21. Right, with two interceptions himself. So, I mean, that, that quarterbacking room, oof. McCaffrey out. Again, for the season, this guy is a bust. And I said what I fucking said. If you go out there, if you're one of those people that go out there and say, oh, Barkley's such a fucking bust. He only had one good year. He's such a fucking bust. All he does is get injured. Then compare him with CMC. Because all we had from CMC was one good year, and every fucking year he's hurt. Period. Mm -hmm. Period. They're both fucking bust now. Yeah, man, I just answered this TikTok the other day, was asking, you know, after all of this, are you picking CMC uh, 1-1 next year? Is he, is he the number one overall pick? And I said, to be honest with you, no. A. And B, I'll follow that up even further and say in fantasy football, if this year has taught you anything, you shouldn't be drafting running backs in the first round anyway. Yeah. All the, all four of the of the ranked fantasy draft picks – Running back wise, are her out. Yep, yep. And just for context, just for context, I'm in four different leagues, and in one of them, I went no running back. I drafted running backs like last in my draft, and I'm middle of the pack, just like I am everywhere else. It has done nothing different for me. The only one that has panned out is Jonathan fucking Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, you get Leonard Fournette later on in the season has been panning out for people, Joe Mixon, truthers, but a lot of these guys, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, like an asshole, because I've stashed him on my bench because I'm like, oh, if Zeke gets hurt, and then I never fucking play him, and then he keeps doing fucking good, like with his 100-yard touchdown return the other day. Guys like that have been more fucking useful than CMC, than Barkley, than your big, than Derrick Henry, you know, than your big brand name guys. They are more consistent. Stop drafting quarterbacks or running backs. More, more, it's 10 targets, but only, for, oh, excuse me, 
I'm tired of seeing all these stat lines where these fucking guys get all these targets and they're not catching the fucking balls. Yep. Yep. No, I agree wholeheartedly. And on the Dolphins' side, I mean, yeah, Tua had a good game, 230 yards, one touchdown. Miles Gaskin and Philip Lindsay combined for almost 100. All right, yeah, combined for 100 yards. Jalen Waddle went Philip Lindsay. What did you say? I said Miami was really quiet picking up Philip Lindsay because it was, uh, he got dropped by the Texans. Right. Yeah, Lindsay's always been one of those guys that has – just enough value to make him interesting, but he's never really taken off. But I mean, Sharon touches in that backfield, getting 42 yards. I mean, it's not bad. Waddle becoming a real fucking receiver. Waddle is a real problem, man. If the if the Dolphins can't figure out their fucking quarterback situation, he's going to leave. He's not going to take another deal with them, and I wouldn't blame him. And I don't understand what's up with Willie the Fifth. That man can't get on the fucking field. Yeah, he's still out from a from a from a what they said it was a broken finger. I feel like he's been injured for like the last six years. Fucking garbage. Anyway, moving on to something that I feared would happen: the Patriots thirty-six over the Titans thirteen. The Patriots are real, bro. Well, I honestly think we're setting up for a, a revenge Super Bowl game. I mean, they're just playing great defense. They're playing great defense. And and Mac Jones is doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 23 for 32 yards, 300, uh, 23 out of 32 attempts, 310 yards, two touchdowns. No I mean, yeah. Three receivers over 50 yards, one that was knocking right out the door. I mean, one Horn, game had, Horn had a good game yards. with his two TDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Myers man. Has and, become, Myers has become one of his favorites. Oh, 100%. And let's not, before all the Titans stands out there, go ahead and try and come out, oh, Derrick Henry was hurt. Stop it. Stop it. Because two running backs on the Titans had 100 yards apiece. So the Titans haven't lost the running game. They're still able to run the ball. They put 270 yards on the ground. They're able to run the ball. But when you have to put the game on Ryan Tannehill's arm. And you're missing out on A.J. Brown, who always wants to get hurt, and Julio Jones. And you're relying on on Westbrook and Kinney and Hollister and and all these people. I don't even know who the fuck these dudes are. (laughs) Yeah, man, you can't. Ryan Tannehill had 93 yards in this game. 93. That is dog shit. Don't tell Wild. Wild. To be honest with you, though, it's just that Patriots defense, man. Bill Belichick has really been dialing it up as the season gets later. You know, they've they've recaptured the AFC East. I'm telling you, I'll call it now, and I'm saying what I'm saying. I said at the beginning of the season, the Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl. I said back-to-back, and I'll say it right here, right now. The Patriots are meeting them there. The Patriots and the Buccaneers, we're going to have the story of a motherfucking lifetime. And this is going to be for all the marbles, right? Okay, so Tom Brady beat the the Patriots early on in the season. Mac Jones got into a gunfight. Tom Brady's better. Tom Brady's better. Okay, well, now it's for all the fucking marbles. Here we go. 
Tom Brady was able to win a Super Bowl in his first year without without Bill Belichick. Now they're about to square up against each other. His defense versus Tom Brady's offense. I'm telling you, mark my fucking words, put it in the books, on the calendar, Patriots Buccaneers Super Bowl. Nah, I'm still sticking to what what, what I said what I said in my early prediction. Think it's still going to be Bucks Bills. I'll take even more drugs and I'll tell you right now I don't even think the Patriots lose another regular season game. What? I hate, I hate being a Patriots dick rider, but they are playing good fucking football. I don't, how do you move the ball against that defense? They had almost 300 yards on the ground and it didn't matter. So they go they ran the life of a football field almost three fucking times and got 13 points. Who they play? Oh, I, I need to. See, I need to. See. Who who they play next? They got they got the Bills, the Colts, the Bills, the Jaguars, and the Dolphins. Yeah, no, they're not winning every game going from here on out. I do, I do. First of all, that's depressing that that's that's only the amount of games left. That there's only like five games left in the season. That's depressing. Secondly, I the only team that I think can do it would be the Bills. If they lose another game, they'll split with the Bills. That's it. They're going to wash the Dolphins. They're going to beat the shit out of the fucking Colts. And I think maybe the Bills split with them. Maybe. If they lose one more game, it's because of the Bills. You think they beat the shit out of the Colts? Beat the fucking shit out of them. And I think Jonathan Taylor has less than 70 rushing yards in that game, too. All right. I'm getting spicy up in this bitch. All right. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to a NFC East matchup. The Giants with a barn burner against the Eagles, 13-7. to Hopefully we can go back-to-back weeks with New York teams beating Philadelphia. Hey. <laughs> Yo, you know what would be great is all this talk about Philly. Philly's, you know, playing so great. They got a chance to win the division. If the Jets could come out and beat them next week and the Giants win next week, they got the same record. Yep. Yeah, man, Jalen Hurts, he was looking good for a while there. The run game was looking good. I mean, even in this game, the running game, they put 208 yards on the ground. But Jalen Hurts, man, three interceptions. You've said it for a while. You've been living on that Giants secondary, you know, but can't have three interceptions, bro. No, and then – Straight up, uh, what's his name? Rigger, straight up just dropped the game-winning touchdown. Oh, Jalen Rigger, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I he saw straight that. Up just dropped the game-winning touchdown. Hit him in the worst spot, man. The hands. But what the Giants were doing all game was stacking the box and telling Jalen Jalen Hurts, "You're not running the ball on us." Mm-hmm. Granted, they did still rush for 200 yards, but they pushed it for you to have to throw the ball on the defense. And they right. were like, my corners are better than your arm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it was. And it's not even like the Giants offense came out here and won this. Daniel Jones, 19 for 30, 202 Daniel. yards. No turnover. No, well, that's, isn't that the best thing? Like when, that's the best thing you can say about Daniel Jones is, oh, well, he didn't turn the ball over. That's a victory. Okay. <laughs> that's saying a lot about your quarterback that I don't think you wanted to say about him. Run oh, game for thirty is not horrible. What? Nineteen for thirty is not not completely horrible. Yeah, it's not dog shit, but I don't know for it's as ninety four much... rating. 
for as much as people talk about Daniel Jones, you'd expect him to throw for more than 202 yards in a 13 to seven victory against the Eagles. Fair Just saying. Ground game for the Giants, 70 yards. They had one receiver top 50 or get 50 yards receiving. But that's it. Kenny Galladay with the 50 yards. One touchdown through the air. I mean, it was just. Well, lineman. It was that. Yeah, right. It, it love me some lineman love. Except this time it was a completed catch because he was an eligible receiver. So victory is there. Hey, I'm taking the W. I take the W. <laughs> But no, it was just a barn burner NFC East game. It was everything that you'd expect out of those teams. It was, all right, it's a football game. So all what right. I so what I hate the most, especially now that like I got rid of cable and stuff, and it's not you can't just like flick back and forth when it comes to Hulu Live. Because right. I hate when they put the fucking new, two New York games both at one o'clock or four o'clock. Because mm-hmm. then Hulu Live, like, you, you got to back out. You got to fucking. It's so fucking annoying to try to flip through both games. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely impeded my ability to watch whatever I want. Now, Game Pass has been nice because I can go back in afterwards and watch, like, condensed versions of it, but, you know, to understand the game a little bit better. But, yeah, watching it live has been a little bit of a hindrance. Speaking of hindrance, Urban Meyer is just awful. Jags fall to 2-9. and nine. They lose to the Atlanta Falcons 21-14. to 14. And not like the Falcons are some great team here. Like, the alarms are going off in Atlanta as well. Matt Ryan, sub 200 yards, one for one, one touchdown, one interception. Cordero Patterson might be the only bright spot on that fucking roster. Yeah, I mean, with Calvin really take, uh, taking time because he wants to be a little pussy bitch. And that's no offense to anyone with, like, real mental health issues or whatever, but I just feel like to come out of the balloon and, and with I, I don't know. I, I don't agree with every single person using that shit as an excuse. But um, with him taking time on his stressful, stressful career of being a rookie uh, on a rookie contract as the number one receiver about to go free a, a second max contract and using the um, uh, the excuse of mental health because you're having a shitty year when you on your on your year to go big or go home. So you know, you Hector, know. one of my biggest pet peeves is you never really speak bluntly i never really know where you stand on situations it's very hard to decipher how you specifically feel about this about what what no i'm I'm, I'm making a joke i'm being facetious (laughs) i'm like no you've made yourself clear yeah like Like, it's just no i feel you and i mean look they lost julio jones you know in the offseason like you said how how, how pisses is just He's having a technically by the book good season for a tight end, but he's inconsistent. Yeah, and it's not it's not what we all thought it would be. Now, is it because there's not enough help coming from Matty Ice? Is it because the team in itself is just garbage? I don't know. I mean, you've got fucking like I said, Cardero Patterson putting 108 yards on the ground, another 27 through the air. Cal Pitts two catches on six targets. For 26 yards. That Mike and, Davis and, dude did never panned out. Everybody thought this Mike Davis dude was going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a Kyle Pitts truther, I uh, this has been a tough season for me. Because, again, he's had like an average rookie season, like you were saying. But this wasn't what we expected out of Kyle Pitts. We expected like like 
fucking Rob Gronkowski kind of fucking numbers. So this is uh, this has been depressing for me. And then on the other side, you got Trevor Lawrence, twenty three for forty two, two twenty eight. TD in an intel. I mean, I you've always said it. He's not great. He's no. fucking garbage. No, and their run game didn't help him out at all. I mean, Robinson got eighty six yards, but then your second most rusher is Trevor Lawrence himself. Like, come on, Carlos Hyde's got to be put more in this. I mean, yeah, but look, look who they're like. Who are your receivers, bro? Like, who are these people? <laughs> right. Like, I mean, Lavisca Chenault is like the only. And Dan Arnold, because I know that trade. But yeah, there's like two two guys. Jones Jr. was on the Lions for a few years, but like. And I mean, yeah. look, one interception and three fumbles. Three fumbles. Like, you cannot do that. You cannot have four turnovers in a game. Like, Urban that is. Urban 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 gonna, he's going he's gonna to hurry up and grab one of those college uh, vacancies for head coach before. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about that for a second? Because I'm mad because I didn't bring it up in Around the World of Sports because I don't want to fucking talk about it. But now that you brought it up, I'm going to fucking talk about it. Fuck Brian Kelly. Fuck Brian Kelly. So Brian Kelly, the head coach of Notre Dame, didn't fucking tell his players shit. And it gets broken yesterday that he is leaving, like, immediately, like, toodle the fuck who, to go coach elsewhere. And on LSU. What? Yeah, down to LSU, down to Baton Rouge. Then he fucking texts his team, says, hey, guys, I know you saw the news. I'm sorry. I planned on meeting with you guys tomorrow morning. Fuck you, Brian Kelly. And then as a bigger go fuck me as a Notre Dame fan, motherfuckers out here talking about, oh, Urban Meyer is going to go to Notre Dame. Fuck, I will burn down South Bend. How's that fucking sound? How's that shit? So I will burn down South Bend. If Urban Meyer even thinks the fucking phrase Notre Dame fighting Irish. Call the cops. Call the fucking cops. He needs an armed fucking detail to protect him. That no, absolutely not. Let me let me get on the phone. Let me text Herb. See, <laughs> let, me, let me let me text Herb. See if he's dancing with any females. Got some time to chat. <laughs> you, you you guys are on a nickname basis. Let me text my yeah, Herb. I, I call him Herb because if I say his name like that, they don't know if I'm talking about the Herb or Herb. I, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> Uh, on a first name nickname basis, he'd be like, "Yo, heck, <laughs> yo, heck, yo, heck," and you know, not many people call me that. There's a few of you guys that do that. Just herb, <laughs> herb and heck, herb. man. That's that's herb. gonna be what? Are you gonna leave me for for uh, herb over there and make your own podcast, herb and heck? <laughs> Ur- urban, <laughs> urban heck. Well, I found our episode title. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't want to talk about him anymore, man. Fuck that team. Uh, but uh, Jets beat the Texans, so there's some good news. Hey, and you know what? I was one of them to pick the Jets on the pick them. I did do. I did do. I was like, yo, come on. It there's took no me. News. It took me fucking almost what? It's week twelve, week eleven. Yep. Oh, it took me almost eleven to twelve weeks to finally pass Sarah and take the number one spot. Oh, you did? I haven't checked out who was on the leaderboard. Oh, you know she's mad. You Raining know champ. Mad. Raining champ. You know she's mad. But it's crazy because it's weird. So I got 106 wins, 67 losses. She has 106 wins, 66 losses. So maybe she didn't pick a game. Maybe she forgot like about a Thursday night game. Maybe. It doesn't tally for her. Maybe. I don't know. 
I haven't even gives me the number one spot. I know that I forgot a week. And from that point forward, I was like, yeah, no, there's no way you can forget a full week in this pick em group and ever come back. So I was like, fuck it. And now I'm just making crazy packs to see what happens. It's me, Sarah, and Niner Girl. Yeah, that's uh, that's our Aunt Crystal, man. She knows her football, too. But, uh, <laughs> I thought for a second she was going to bump me and take second, but I've been riding hard, and I'm back on top. Back, on top. <laughs> back to your regularly scheduled football program. On top, the Jets 21-14. And I saw an interesting stat line because I couldn't watch this game. I was at work, um, and I haven't watched the rerun yet. But the Jets scored the final 18 points of the game. So apparently they were down 14 to three at some point and were able to come back and, and win, which a, you should have never been the fuck down to the Texans like that. Just putting yeah, that I was watching the game and just like the usual first half, it was abysmal. Yeah. I mean, what a fucking shock. I mean, just looking at the stat line here, Zach Wilson, 14 for 24, 145 yards and the ever present one interception. Like, yeah. can he go a game without fucking getting intercepted? The the run game was 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 pretty good. It, it it picked up during the second half, and that Walter kid who's from Texas and had that touchdown. It was it was good. Um, they started hitting Elijah Moore for a little bit more later on in the game, but it, it was a slow offensive game. The defense just kept them in it. Yeah, I I mean. Michael Carter was out, right? He's out for like two to four weeks, I think. You know, no offense to Braxton Barrios because I like Braxton Barrios, but he should not be leading the way at 47 yards. In no way, shape, or form with the receivers that the Jets have should Braxton Barrios be your leading receiver. And we did have a missed field goal, too. Don't, like, how far was it? Do you know? Do you know the length of it? Because that would make me mad. We, we, he hit the first field goal. He went out. He missed a. I think he 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 made a thirty-seven yarder. Missed a like forty-five yarder. Um, we had a chance at like a fifty-two. He was like, "Fuck that, we're not going for it." Um, and we ended up punting. And now he hit another like forty-something yarder, or no, thirty thirty-something yarder. It was like a chip shot. Right. During the end of the game, there was at one point we could have went for a field goal and we went for it on fourth and got the first because he didn't want to put him out there. Okay. I wonder if there's something going on. Oh, we saw apparently we signed another kicker. Oh, interesting. Apparently we signed another kicker because Amendola he uh and Salah, you could tell it on his face on the sideline. He has no faith in that man right now. Well, I thought Amendola was the punter. Amendola is the kicker. The punter is man. Uh, right, 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 right. I don't know why I got the, oh, that's why. punted once while man was in when man got hurt. Yes, that's why I got confused there for a second. My bad. But man, shit, four, four punts for 156. You know, and, and to bring up another, like, overarching narrative about the NFL this year, kicking has been atrocious. Punting. Punting has been, like, if you are a fan of the intricacies of football, you know, not just, okay, big scoring games. Like, if you understand the game, this year has been gorgeous with punting. These punters are on a whole new level this year, man. If you watch the game, man punts. He he has one punt. Fucking laced it in within the, like, within, like, the first seven yards. He laced it, and it just, bloop, 
drop. I can't tell you how many times, you know, obviously you have your 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 punt team, you know, trying and down and early, you know, around the one or whatever. But I can't tell you how many punts I've seen this season that have just naturally on their own died anywhere between the 10 and the one, which I consider a great fucking punt or bounced out of bounds, like with no assistance by the punt team at all. Just pure punter, just dropping that shit on a dime with the perfect spin. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. It's fucking beautiful. I love good punting. I mean, kicking some balls, man. Nothing gets me harder than kicking some balls. And then Tyrod Taylor, 17 for 26, 158, two TDs and an intel. He, yeah, he was getting chewed up by Franklin Myers, though. Franklin Myers was tearing that ass up. I saw it. He had an interception, didn't he? If I, if I remember yeah, seeing he that. He had record. an interception and I think maybe two or three sacks. Yeah, man, love to see it. Love to see the defense stepping up. Now we're not talking about like a fucking powerhouse. Yeah, two here, sacks, right? and uh, two QB hits, a pass defend, three solo tackles, two tackles for loss, and an interception. There you go, man. I love stat lines like that. I love stat lines like that from your big guys up front. Because you know me, if you can win the game in the trenches, you're gonna win the game overall. So it's nice to see that kind of shit. Again, we're not talking about an offensive powerhouse here, but the fact that the Jets can just win when they're supposed to win is a victory in and of itself. No run game for for Houston, 96 yards total. Nothing really great when it came to the pass. I'm sorry, the defense held up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you kept all of their receivers under, you know, under 50 yards. So I'll take it. Under 50 yards apiece, I should say. But no, I'll take it. Look, man, I- I'm not expecting the Jets to win out. I'm not expecting at this point, you know, but just to be going next- for another win next week. Yeah, they better be. They better be. Otherwise, we can get too drunk to remember the loss. We about to be three, three and eight, uh, four and eight. About to be four and eight. Coming for the top. Coming for that wild card, baby. <laughs> anyway, Broncos are beating the beat the Chargers 28 to 13. I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. That's disappointing. There needs to be alarms sounding for the LA Chargers right now. Seriously. Like Justin Herbert really has not put on like talk about sophomore slump. I mean, we're we're, we're praising him and and all over him last year and this year he's come out and even when he looks good, he looks average. I mean, he started off the first half of the season on a tour <laughs> and now he's just Maybe he's finally hitting that that downslope where he starts to play like shit for a little bit before he corrects the ship again. I don't know, but uh, the the Chargers as a whole, they got some holes that need to be filled. Yeah, you can't be losing to the Broncos like this. The running game, yeah. Herbert should not be leading the 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 game the the team in rushing yards. How many times do I have to say it? I don't give a fuck who your quarterback is. If your quarterback is leading your team in rushing yards, you will not win. You might win the game unless you're Lamar Jackson. You not win. Unless you're Lamar Jackson. You, you might win the game, but you're not going to win. Lamar Jackson is not going to win a Super Bowl if he keeps leading his team in rushing. I don't give a fuck who you are. Like It's just not going to happen. And, I mean, look, 303 yards through the air, two touchdowns, two interceptions, you know, 22, 28 for 44. But like you said, 36 yards on the ground, and he's leading his team. It's just not acceptable. And your defense should not be letting Teddy Bridgewater come out here, go 11 for 18, and they put up eight, uh, 28 points. Yeah. Like, I don't, and Drew Locke even came into the fucking game <laughs> and threw an interception and still you got Gordon going off for 83 yards. Williams were another four, 54 on the ground. 
and receiving is nothing crazy. I don't under, it, it, was it just you got two interceptions for Patrick Sertain, one went to the house. That's that's one reason. Right. Patrick Sertain, man. Mm-mm-mm. I love like this. Father Patrick. like son. Amen to that. Love me some Patrick Sertain. But no, I mean you're right. I mean the the best receiver is Williams at 57 yards. That's 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 Tim Patrick got 26, Jerry Judy 25. You know what I mean? Like I don't understand how how the Chargers lose that game. And it's not even like the targets are high. Nobody got more than four targets. So it's not even like, you know what I mean? Like they're just uh, yeah, the Chargers need to be sounding some fucking alarms right now because this is just unacceptable. How do you throw 303 fucking yards against the Broncos and still lose? Yeah. You can even take that pick six off the board. It doesn't fucking matter. You still lose. The Jets would have beaten you this week. That's pathetic. That's pathetic. You would have tied with the Giants. That's, that is, wow. Way to just put that on fucking black. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Chargers defense didn't show up one sack. Two tackles for a loss. I mean, come on. Three quarterback hits all game. I know Teddy Bridgewater is elusive, but come on, Joey. You telling me Joey Bosa can't touch Teddy Bridgewater? Right. I know he's elusive and he's checked down Teddy, but I know you can. I know you can knock him around. All right, you got to be able to put a hand on him. Anyway, let's move over to the Green Bay Packers beating the L.A. Rams thirty-six to twenty-eight. Oof! This was a good game. This was a good game, but the, the, for me... But it, it was shitty, but a good game. For me, the big highlight is this is the third week in a row that Matt Stafford has thrown a pick six. Yeah. Everyone's been shitting on Matt Stafford. Oh, he's so bad at throwing. He's so bad at throwing. I mean, he's not He's not horrible. He's 21 for 38, 300 yards. He threw a pick six. I get it. But he's not going out there and... and Technically... He threw four touchdowns this game. <laughs> Just one was to the other team. Technically, he threw the ball to the end zone four times. I mean, but have I, no run game, and you can only go air raid, but so much. Yeah, I mean, look, Cooper Cup, 96 yards. Van Jefferson, 93 yards. Odell Beckham Jr., 81 yards. You get those kind of stat lines out of receiver. And a you know what I mean? Like, you can't – and I agree with you. I mean, their running game had 68 yards total. I mean – They had two fumbles, two loss. Yeah, you can't be putting the ball on the ground against the Packers. You can't give Aaron Rodgers anything more. You can't spot him a touchdown. Because, I mean, technically, you could make the argument that that touchdown is why they lost the game. Touchdown and two-point conversion is the difference. Now – is that really the difference? No, I think it's the run game more than it is Matt Stafford. I mean, you had three receivers damn near put up 100 yards apiece. You know, Matt Stafford's yeah. um, weaknesses as a quarterback will start to show if all you're doing is throwing the fucking ball. Well, sure. Sure. I mean, any quarterback's weaknesses are going to start to throw if all you have to do is rush three or four guys. You know what I mean? Like, you have, what, at max, you're going to have five receivers against eight defensive backs. You know, seven defensive backs. Depending they on need to start running the ball more. No, 100%. And they need to be successful at it. And then the Packers over here, Rodgers, 28 for 45 for 307. And two tutties. 
and two touchdowns. So not much difference between Rodgers and Stafford. Not really. Not really at all. The difference really becomes through the run game. I mean, the Packers were just able to run the ball. A.J. Dillon, 20 carries, 69 yards. Aaron Jones, 10 carries, 23 yards. Total of 92 yards on the ground. And That's Aaron Rodgers got his two carries and one was a TD. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's really the difference here. Adams and Cobb held it down. Valdez Scantling another 50 yards. Mm-hmm. I want to throw it out there, too. That Odell Beckham went over to uh, Devontae Adams and was like, yo, I want to... I want to do a jersey swap. He said, we'll go over to Cooper Cup and get his jersey since that's who you wanted to play with. Yup. Devontae did him dirty. Petty. He said, because it came out that Odell said it was between the Rams and the Packers, and the Packers only wanted to give him a veteran minimum Mm -hmm. with a couple incentives, but nothing crazy. Um, And that's why he went over to L.A. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, look, I get I you know me, you know, I always want the players to chase the bag, right? Like nothing is guaranteed in this life. Go get your money. So I don't mind Odell Beckham Jr. going to the uh, going to the Rams. But I will say the narrative that I told Jimmy Pibbs that I'm going to push. The Rams have not been doing good since picking up Odell Beckham Jr. I saw a little thing that Odell said if they don't win a ring this year, he, he's out. Oh, what a shock. What a shot. Color me fucking surprised. I can't believe he's ring chasing. Oh my God. Here is my surprise face. I <laughs> and then we'll turn it on over to my most hated quarterback, Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, losing 26 to 34 to the San Francisco 49ers and the ultimate game manager, Jimmy Garoppolo. Gucci Garoppolo, like I said, 17 26, 230, touchdown and interception, sacked twice. But they ran for over 200 yards. Elijah Mitchell, man. Elijah Mitchell came back, and he 27 for 133. And then let's not sleep on Debo Samuel. You heard me. Wide receiver Debo Samuel lately has been getting into the run game. 66 yards on six carries. Two tutties on the ground. He does those sweeps and shit. I'll tell you, man. Look. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Kyle Shanahan, the whole Shanahan system, could turn anybody into a productive running back, i.e., I'm going to have a clear receiver. We're not talking like a Cordell Patterson situation where he can kind of line up anywhere. We're talking about like a true blue wide receiver getting you 66 yards and two tutties on the ground. Kyle Shanahan can turn anybody into a running back, anybody, into a successful running back. That's what they're trying to do with Elijah Moore over in the Jets. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, man, if it's stupid and it works, it's not fucking stupid. Just saying. Brandon Ayuk, three for 91. Mitchell got another five for 35 catching. Debo Samuel was far more successful on the ground than he was through the air. He had one hit non-existent. But no, I mean... This, this score doesn't surprise me because it's Kirk fucking Cousins. I mean, 20 for 32, 20, 238 yards, two tutties, one interception. Dalvin Cook out. Shoulder, uh, dislocated shoulder. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they only had 67 yards on the ground. I mean, he was originally starting to start off well, 10 carries, 39 yards, you know, but then injury strikes and 67 yards total on the ground. Justin Jefferson, only four for 83. 
I mean, yeah, four for 83, but he had nine targets. Dalvin Cook, six for 64 until he got hurt. Yep. Yeah, you know, teams like that with their, with their, you know, much like the Saints with Alvin Kamara, when you build it all around one guy and he goes down, the fucking Panthers with Christian McCaffrey, the Titans with uh, with uh, Derrick Henry. You need more than just one ungodly running back. Adam Thielen, five only for 62. Yep. Yep. I mean, look, I never, not that I ever thought the Vikings were actually going to make a real push because I've been the world's largest Kirk Cousins hater. But if I were the Vikings, I'd be very concerned about my standings right now. You're sitting at five and six. You're not in a good spot. Probably going to be out for an extended period of time. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And as far as the Niners go, I mean, you were never really in this because of your division. You never really had a fucking shot in hell. So, I mean, just be happy with whatever wins you guys can get week to week. Yeah. You got to catch the Cardinals and them boys. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's talk about fucking bullshit game of the week. Fucking Ravens win 16 to 10 over the Cleveland Browns. The reason I call this a bullshit game of the week is because it just got stupid. I mean, towards the end of the game, like, Lamar Jackson threw almost four straight interceptions at one point. Fucking Baker Mayfield came out and played like shit. He's hurt. I mean, this really for a long time was the game of who wants to lose more. And the Browns won because they wanted, they just, they just could not four interceptions, four fucking four interceptions. And they still lost. That's pathetic, bro. Baker Mayfield's 18 for 37, 247, a touchdown. Two sacks, no run game. Hunt only seven for twenty. Chubb, I don't, I don't know how they shut down the run game, or they and they only let them run for seventeen fucking carry rushes the entire game. Well, they st- well they stacked the box, they stacked the box because Baker's hurt and wearing like a brace on his arm. So they're like, yo, fuck you, beat you. We're just gonna run man, single deep man all game and see if you can fucking beat us. Landry went six for one eleven, no touchdown. Besides that. Eh. Landry and Mayfield um Mayfield both lost the fumble. Yep. Then yeah, Ray- Oof. Yeah, it was it was a dumb game, bro. Like the Ravens won simply because the Browns lost it. Uh, 20 for 32 was 6 165, one touchdown, four interceptions for Lamar Jackson. Again, he led his team on the ground with 68 yards. Mark Andrews had the most receptions with 65 yards. By the yeah, way, what a crazy catch. Did you see that on the, the he's doing his best Odell Beckham Jr. impression, getting dragged down by the DB and snags it in the crux of his arm on the ground. Beautiful. I, this is a shocker. Marquise Brown, eight out of 10 targets, but only 51 yards. Yeah, he man. usually gets if he gets eight catches, he's going off for fucking 180. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just like I said, this game was just. We had a better time in the Ravon chat than we did watching the game. Like it, this was just like this was a garbage game. I wish both of these teams could have lost. To be honest with you, like it just no one deserved to win this. Oh, three field goals for Justin Tucker, fifty-two oh. the long. Justin Tucker is fucking automatic. Yeah, automatic. You want to talk about Hall of Fame field goal kickers? Justin Tucker is is that. He is automatic, bro. And moving on, this kind of brings me some personal joy because I just want to shout out Colby from Jackson Canned talking shit on my Jets a couple of weeks ago. Look who has the same record, Colbs. 
Anyway, Washington downs the Seahawks 17 to 15. And this game was just, it was another ugly game. Oh, I was watching it and I was, okay. So I marked this fantasy football league. I was down to, I I had played all my guys. I had like 80.5 points. Right on. Last guy to play on the other team was DJ DK Metcalf. Mm. I needed he needed literally 0.6 points to beat me. Mm. He went the entire fucking game without a single fucking catch or yard mm. and with a minute and two seconds left on the fucking clock. These motherfuckers give up a 13-yard catch to him. When you said .6 points, I knew it too because I knew he only had the one catch. And I was like, oh, that hurts. That hurts. Uh, he Literally, he what, every, they're points. blowing up my phone. And they're like, yo, this is some bullshit. It's first quarter. He doesn't even got a target. What the fuck's going on? I stood quiet. Second quarter. What the fuck's going on? I, that's when I hit him up. And I'm like, yo, bro, shut the fuck up. I'm praying to the gods and the devils. <laughs> and the devil said they wanted a liver. I said, whoa, I'm not giving that bad boy up. But right, right. I said, I'll lend him a liver. <laughs> right. I'll lend him my liver on certain occasions. Please, God, I'll never drink again. <laughs> and I think it, I think what fucked up in that deal, I said he can ravage his Marcus butthole, and I don't think he liked that. So he gave uh, him that one catch in 13 yards. Well, Mark, you should have you should have offered someone that's a little tighter. Marcus is a little loose. I know. So, I mean, that's probably your fault. Damn, I needed that, bro. I was <laughs> minute and two seconds left. I was so tight. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I mean, <laughs> this game. I mean, that your your experience with fantasy football this week because of that is indicative of how this game went. Like 100% real world indicative. I mean, Russell Wilson, yeah, he threw for almost 250 with two touchdowns, but he just, you know, coming back from that finger injury did not look good. He just looked inaccurate. He sailed a couple of balls that were easy completions. And you a know. huge of that was in that last drive of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, talked about it a hundred times. You cannot win if you're leading your team in rushing. 34 yards. Carries, That's 16 it. yards. Yeah. Like, Alex Collins and DJ Dallas need to pull their head out of their ass and need to actually run the fucking football. But, I mean, on the other side, the GOAT Taylor Heineke. Yo, Taylor Heineke. So, okay, so we can talk about the stat line in a second. Taylor Heineke was out there, like, pulling some Fitz magic, bro. He was in a sack. He was done for. And he just pulled a little whoop, a little rope-a-dope, got out of it. A couple plays later, he's scrambling. He's running down the field. Puts the beats on somebody, snatches their ankles, and takes it for another like ten. He pulled a little Patty Mahomes sidearm throw. Taylor Heineke does just enough to say, you know what? Let's just keep playing him. I love me some Taylor Heineke. He went 27, 35 yards, or 27 for 35 attempts, 223 yards, one touchdown, one interception. That interception went to, of course, Jamal Adams. But if you saw it, Stop it. it Jamal Adams didn't make a play. He's not the best in the nation. He's still Blitz Boy. Okay. He got a fucking pop up. Okay. All he had to do was catch a punt from 10 yards in the air. That's all he had to do. So stop. Gibson went off 29 for 111. 
Yep. JD McKissick. Yeah, Terry McLaurin, 51 yards. Carter, 42 yards through the air. It was just, it was a decent game by Tennessee. Or by Tennessee. Look at me. Fucking Washington. It was a decent game by Washington. But to be honest with you, I think the bigger storyline here is Seattle needs to be fucking concerned. Yeah. I mean, they drove down the field in the end of the game, um, scored the touchdown, but had to go for two. That's the reason why they lost this 17 to 15. They had to go for two. They got the touchdown. Mm-hmm. If it was only a one point differential, they would have went for the tie mm-hmm. and probably went to OT. But Ooh. and speaking of, the Seahawks even blocked a field goal and returned it for two points and lost in this. You know what I mean? Like this was first of all, it was a crazy game. It was visually entertaining, and I loved every second of it because I do love me some Tanner Haneke. And I'm not gonna lie, when a dude who was living on his sister's couch two weeks before he got the call up is out here snatching grown men's ankles as like a fourth string fucking quarterback. I love me if you I will say though, they they should have blown the Seahawks out the water and never had the chance of even getting close because that touch to Logan Thomas was a fucking touchdown. I said what I said. I agree with that. that was I agree with that wholeheartedly. They called it a touchdown, and you need un- indisputable evidence that it was not a catch. That was that's not indis- that was a touchdown. Yeah, you couldn't prove to me that it wasn't. I agree with you wholeheartedly. If you called it a touchdown, show me show me where that's not a touchdown, and you can say like, yeah, we got to overturn that. Mm-hmm. No, I couldn't I agree. I understand with you. you said it wasn't a touchdown. And you upheld the call or you changed it over or whatever, and someone wants to try to challenge you, that's something different. But you called right. the touchdown. There's no way you could say, Oh, yeah, I made a bad call. Incontrovertible evidence. And it's funny you bring that up. Sarah actually brought up to me, she's like, So what happens to referees who make bad calls? Nothing. The NFL apologizes. And she's like, Fucking really? I was like, Yeah. I mean, look at the the fucking Saints Rams game. When homeboy got blown the fuck up on one of the most obvious defensive pass interference calls of the 21st fucking century. And we want to know what the NFL did the next day. You're right. Our bad. Yep. Sorry. And that was an NFC championship game and they didn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like nothing happens. The refs, the officiating this year has just been terrible. Terrible. But anyway. And the calls from fucking New York when they challenge it, they're terrible. You know it's bad when almost every broadcast booth, no matter which station it's on, you know, ESPN, fucking Fox, ABC, where every set of announcers at least like 10 times a game are going, huh, well, that's a call. Uh, i uh, I don't really agree with that one. You know what I mean? Like, these are the guys that are helping you represent your fucking brand. And even they're like, well... You're going to tell a person who played the, who's played the game for years that that you're they're wrong in what is and isn't. Mm-hmm. Even Terry McCauley, when they fucking call in, you know, former former NFL referee, and that's their, that's their rules guy that they bring in, even he's just like... Yeah, that's a that's a call. I don't know if it's the right one, but it's it's a call. You know it's that bad when homeboy's been refing for like 30 years and he's like, yo, that's fucked. Like 10 times a game. It's bad. It's bad. But if I were the Seahawks, if I were Seahawks fans, I'd be sounding the alarm not only for this year, because obviously you're out of it. 
But for next year, you need to figure out what you're doing at quarterback because Russ has been unhappy. And until he can prove that he can throw with that finger damage, he looked bad. (laughs) He looked really bad. And, I mean, the mobility looked good. The decision-making looked good. But it just looked like his finger, for whatever reason, was not holding up on the passes, and he was just sailing them. Yeah. And Washington, hold on tight. You're still in the race in the NFC East. You know, that's the one thing I hate and love about the NFC East is everybody's still in it. Everybody always has a chance. Everybody can always do something because, yeah, the Cowboys have a grip right now, but they're stumbling. And if they continue to stumble, everybody but the Eagles, because they're going to lose next week, has a chance. Because they're going to lose next week. God, please let the Eagles lose next week. I won't stop drinking, and I'm not going to offer Hector's butthole, but please just let the Eagles lose next week. (laughs) But anyway, guys, that's been week 12 in the NFL and a little bit of rambling. Um, As we've made reference to probably 101 fucking times, December 5th, this coming Sunday, Jets-Eagles, MetLife Stadium, parking lot J in the upper corner. We'll let you all know the details, send you a whole picture with a circle. We're going to try and get closer if we can with the parking, but I'm not sure how it's going to work out for us. But follow the Facebook group, be in the Facebook event. We'll let you know all the details there. Show up. We're going to probably have more beer than God. And we've already kind of talked about it in the group chat. And I still have a feeling that like each of us are going to bring two thirty racks. So we're going to have more than enough beer and food. Um, so, so definitely show up, guys. Uh, follow us on all the social medias, all the good shit. And uh, do you have anything else? Oh, stay tuned this Thursday. Live mm. with the one, the only, Maddie Daddy. Oh yeah, brother! I fucking love Maddie Daddy. I can't I wait. I, I love his impersonations and and his uh, wrestling uh, uh, IQ. Yeah, man, Maddie Daddy is great. So definitely tune in, like Hector was saying, you know, on fucking Facebook, YouTube, and uh, and Twitch. We'll be live there. We've got some uh, some things coming that we uh, that we're hopefully gonna pull off for y'all as far as content shit goes. Uh, so just stay tuned as always, guys. And uh, Hector, hit him with it. Nixon six, just going four and eight. That's what I said.